0: Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org events. Hey, this is Curious City producer Stephen Jackson. This week, a group of Second City alumni and current staff wrote an open letter accusing the company of racism and discrimination. They demanded an institutional overhaul, saying this kind of abuse could not continue. The letter followed the resignation of the theater's CEO and co-owner, Andrew Alexander, who said he'd, quote, failed to create an anti-racist environment where an artist of color might thrive. Second City then issued its own open letter, apologizing and pledging to make significant changes. Also this week, staff and students at I.O., another Chicago improv institution, circulated an online petition accusing the theater of racism and demanding systemic changes. Over the years, Curious City has gotten several questions about Chicago's improv scene. In the spirit of those questions, and in light of recent news, we thought it would be a good time to take a look at Chicago improv and comedy through the lens of race. So we asked three performers about their experience in Chicago's comedy scene and talked with them about what that systemic racism looks like and feels like and what kind of change they want to see.
1: My name is Angela Oliver, and I am an actor and an improviser and an improv teacher and performing artists, teaching artists of many interdisciplinary disciplines. <laughs> I took some intensive courses at the Second City after I graduated from college. I performed and played with people in improv jams outside of the classes. I just found it to be so freeing and limitless. I just wanted to explore it further and get better at it. But it didn't take long for me to feel that racial tension, that tokenization, just being seen as my race and not me i had a white teacher that gave me a note he just kept saying play closer to yourself play closer to yourself and i was thinking this dude doesn't know me what it was <laughs> i felt that there was some racism <laughs> happening cuz i know that feeling it's happened a lot So I went out there intentionally, played a very over-the-top stereotypical Black trope, and he just lit up and was like, Wow, Angela, that was the closest I've ever seen you play to yourself. Good job. That's when I just felt like this is not a safe space for me.
0: But at the same time, she was hooked on the art form of improv. So she stuck around.
1: I can remember, and I shouldn't even share this on the air. (laughs) I remember crying on my friend's shoulder and I just wanted to be a Black lady that's good at improv. How come there aren't enough Black ladies here? (laughs) It was just so low. It felt so lonely. I didn't like feeling like that. And it shouldn't feel like that, you know? I shouldn't, I don't know. It was very lonely and sad. But then I did love the art that I was doing just wish it was more welcoming and accessible to people that look like me.
0: Angela's not the only performer we spoke with who says this kind of experience is common in improv. Most of my Black friends were like,
2: it's a nightmare. You do not want to go to the Second City. You do not want to try out for heralds. Just don't, don't even bother with it because it's, it's such a terrible experience.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I need you to give it up right now for the one and only Ashley Ray!
2: I'm Ashley Ray. I'm a stand-up comic. Can I Okay, I'm going to do it over. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, hey, hey. I'm Ashley Ray. I'm a stand-up comic and writer originally from Chicago uh, and now freshly in
0: LA. Ashley says it's not just Second City and it's not just improv.
2: As a black female comic in order to find spaces where I can stand by my jokes and stand by like my morals my choices are limited time and time again by this industry that has made it clear time and time again that they don't care about Black women and they don't care about Black women's morals. Comedy in Chicago, you have, you have comedy clubs that are, you know... Um, like zanies, uh, which is a club comic thing. You know, that's that's not really my scene. And a lot of times they are more favorable to Black women who fit a certain stereotype of like, Black women do comedy like this. Uh, And on the other end, it's like, okay, well, you can go to the west side of Chicago and you can go to like Logan Square and Avondale and do these like alt shows that are like, Oh, these are shows for queer women of color. These are shows for you know for Black people, uh, and then you also get boxed in in that way where these well-meaning white comics only book you for their like diversity and minority shows. So in another way, you become a token. So it's like on both ends, you're you're trying to figure out where can I just tell jokes. You just want a space where you can find your your own voice. For me, it it's it's
0: Cole's open mic. Kohl's is a Logan Square bar with free shows every night, including a comedy open mic.
3: Welcome, welcome, you guys. This mic has been running since
2: 2008. It is a Chicago institution, and we love it so much. Like It's been voted best open mic in the city for like
1: three years in a
3: row. Kohl's Bar has grown into an institution in Logan Square as a place where everyone is
1: welcome. Is this your first time at the mic, though? Let's give it up for Greg, guys. Come
2: on! A lot of comics and people you talk to will talk about Kohl's as a space for comedy outside of the second city in Chicago. And a lot of that is because they've always had queer hosts. They've always had women who are hosts. Uh, They've always had women of color who are hosts. Being weird, being goofy, like being messy, not fitting into certain stereotypes of like what a black female comic should be or should look like. I felt comfortable getting up and actually trying something. I saw people who look like me doing it and I was like, I can do this.
0: Ashley says spots like Kohl's provide a safe, inclusive space for comedians. But there's still a lot of work to be done in Chicago's comedy scene, and that'll require buy-in from everyone.
3: The main thing that white performers need to do moving forward is, like, put their money where their mouth is in terms of, like, be willing to quit a
0: show. Josie Benedetti is a comedian who works throughout the city, mostly doing sketch and improv. And lately, she's been thinking a lot about racism in her industry and what she can do about it.
3: Yeah, so um, I signed on to be in a show this last year that was all female. And then when we came down to it, there were no people of color in the show. It just like doesn't look good for the show or the theater or like just for your personal morals. Yeah, this is a straight up all white cast. Like it, it just didn't feel good. And that is a situation when I can look back and be like, I should have quit. In the future, I'm going to ask for a cast list beforehand. But I also think it's like in that moment, like especially during the very beginning of the process, I I could have stepped away. There's no reason why, because I'm white, I can't be like, I won't perform unless there's two people of color in this show. And, and like the same with, with other like LGBTQA plus folks. I mean, I think it's like pretty much our duty. The more people who do it, the more um, it can actually make a change. Um, People get afraid of that, but that's, at the end of the day, the most powerful thing you can do as a performer, is, like, put yourself out there, even if it means you don't get the job, because it can't always be on people of color.
0: So Josie says white performers need to make some sacrifices if they want to see real, systemic change. But Ashley adds, it isn't just about increasing diversity on stage. It's about change at every level.
2: It's not just saying, oh, we'll, we're going to have this diversity initiative position. It's not just about you hiring one more person of color uh, or one woman or something like that. We want to see that, that people who understand that, that diversity run these companies at a deeper level. Let's see. Let's see if people get fired. Let's see like if those numbers really change when it comes to diversity, statistics. Uh, because in comedy, across improv and stand-up, what it comes down to is who, who's producing, who's hosting these shows, who's promoting the shows. You have to also ask those questions. You know, Who is representing who? Who's getting the opportunity to to do certain auditions? You have to also look at the people making those decisions. When I start to see change on that level, then I'll really be hopeful. <laughs>
3: I hope that big changes are made and I hope that white performers don't drop this out of their minds as things start to open back up and as, you know, if the theatres even survive. (laughs) But I I hope that even if the theatres don't survive that they can build new theatres that by building from the ground up they can make some of those changes. Comedy is what represents society. as like silly as that might sound, it truly is like, it is a reflection and it just doesn't make sense to have that be all white because that is not representative
1: of what society is. One of my favorite things about improv is that it can bridge people together to grow and become better comedians, improvisers and humans the art itself isn't racist we have to take the art and make it accessible and move the marginalized voices to the front and we are going to forge ahead we'll find a way we'll make our own we'll create our own that's what we do we entrepreneur we make we make moves i like that about uh black and brown folks We, we find a way
0: In a statement, the new interim executive producer of Second City says he's committed to helping that company make lasting change. We need to do better because our community deserves better, he said. Meanwhile, the co-founder and artistic director of IO said she would work toward meeting the demands for reform laid out in the online petition. As one black comedian we spoke with put it, when comedy is not diverse, it becomes formulaic. But humor... Has the power to affect change. Curious City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation. I'm Stephen Jackson.